2: Latest Anfield Index under pressure podcast. The last UAUP league game until after Christmas. Can you believe it? Um, but my name's Dan Kennett, and it's a two-man pod this week. We've we've had to rejig this twice already, but it's the good news is it's just me and having a nice, cozy chat with the hardest working man in sports science, Mister Simon Brundish. Evening, say. Si. Evening, Darth. Yep, yeah, life is life is very busy, and it's just the way I like it. Excellent. You know, you don't like. You're just the kind of guy who does not like being idle.
0: No, there's there's a very real um, there's a thing going on in in uh, sports science now amongst strength and conditioning coaches across the world. There's a bunch of them that that are basically retired from actually doing the coaching and have set up um, little practices of um, burnouts, like consultants, and and oh. here you have to periodize your your career and all that kind of stuff. I'm oh. like. Dude, I like my job. I, I I I am fulfilled by it. I don't need to sleep more.
2: <laughs> hey, um, before we start, I just do want to thank once again all our regular listeners for downloading this because it's very topical. as As we as we record this, um, a certain Piers Morgan is interviewing a certain Cristiano Ronaldo on Talk TV, and just a regular reminder that thank you for making the show have a bigger audience than Piers Morgan on Talk TV. So thank you for everybody, and we hope you enjoy this one as well. So continue to give us your feedback. But uh, yes, AA under pressure, more popular than Piers Morgan. Right, now without further ado, say si, let's talk about um, the Carabao Cup. <laughs> very, very quickly. Um, do We're through. Yay, I think. I mean, I guess your only concern for the game was the selection, right?
0: Yeah I'm um, uh well I even even I didn't like a couple of them but um okay if if Klopp uses it entirely as a training match for kids and to mitigate load of players I'm absolutely fine with um I'm not the draw really pissed me off because that was basically the one inevitable that will change selection well, um, not
2: winning I mean not winning in normal time
0: no going who we've got in this next oh, round oh City
2: oh yeah yeah get <laughs> City next round
0: Sorry, yeah. <laughs> it changes the selection and okay. that and, and apart from that like I'm fine with it and even then if if we play if we use it as a training game as a warm-up game and and I'm I'm fine with that like
2: Thursday the 22nd of December Madness with a game on Boxing Day as well back on Boxing Day Yep, uh, and the World Cup final is
0: on Sunday the eighteenth of December. Who do you? Who do you? Let's get this out of the way. Who do you reckon is going to win? Who do you reckon is going to be last four? Oh, in the Caribou? No, in the World Cup.
2: Oh, oh God, I I really don't know. Brazil, France, um, and then at pass. What do you reckon?
0: Oh, I I really I don't even. I don't I don't even know who's in which half of which draw or anything like that. And I used to I, I used to love See, it. See what we'll to... do
2: is we'll ask guy we'll ask producer guy to put guy his number the and, and then in the chat and then we'll just read out Guy's numbers instead. <laughs> Guy's predictions for the last four.
0: <laughs> I, I, I how many of our la really the thing I'm talking about is is I might actually get a fatigue index with a couple of uh, uh Premier League coaches in. Um and how many of our lads are going to be late in the competition compared to how many of City's lads are going to yeah. be late on in the competition? That'd
2: be interesting. Um, apparently, we are going to Dubai. Yes, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to have a training camp. We're going to have a warm weather training camp in Dubai, which Klopp loves anyway, as we all know. Um, and loves it. Yeah, he does love it, doesn't he? Um, and um, so players, as and when they get knocked out of the tournament, can go to the warm weather camp. Yeah, and we, we've sense. arranged and we've arranged some friendlies. Um, Three families. Leon. Uh Milan. Milan, Leon. And not Arsenal, though, apparently. We're not going to play Arsenal in that game. Right. So Guy, Guy's predictions are Arsenal versus Argentina versus Portugal, final. England, Brazil, third, fourth place playoff. There you go. Okay. From,
0: makes sense. Go- yeah. I'm just looking, I'm just looking at <clears> the <throat> the
2: groups now. France. Yeah. Right, let's we can you know that's good. The David, David doesn't talk about. We might as well yeah, talk about. <laughs> so let's talk. Let's talk quickly about Cuivin um, Kelleher, though. Sorry. They,
0: How good they, is Kev? Yeah, he I mean, he he seems to be the greatest of all penalty shooter penalty savers. Apart, like Ali has got a phenomenal penalty saving record. Yeah, um, and uh, Jürgen called him the blonde Ali. Yeah. As penalties go, he seems to do all right, doesn't he? And he's not even one of those guys that's happened. He happens to have gone the right way, and the ball's hit him. He's actually making saves, like adjusting his hand position, oh, and the third one. full extension, making saves. The third save was unbelievable, wasn't it? it? Really was, wasn't it? I was a top, 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 top save. Um,
2: but yeah, he's um, he's 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 a, he's a, he's, a gr- he's a really really good backup goalkeeper, isn't he? And um, yeah, I mean, it, it, if we could... my only concern, say, is can we can we keep him at the club until Ali finally leaves? Because that's the risk, isn't it? Because you know he, he is, he is a, for number two. He is as good as he's going
0: to get in that role. Yeah, my my feeling is you pay you pay him off, send him out on loan for a year to a bigger club,
2: right? And then say you know you know you're still going like, to have you're still going like, to have seven didn't you're still going to seven years first choice to Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, they did, they did, they did.
0: Yeah, that would be my thing. Go and get an experience as a first choice and with, um, and like, you're already planning Ascension, so, to yeah. top spot and it ma- it makes sense rather than being a reserve goal. Yeah, you could do, um, any.
2: you could give them to a, like a, a
0: promoted Premier League team next year or something to say say, uh, I season. would give them to a top four team, I'm telling you, but in a different <laughs> country. In a different country. Oh, in a different country, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't do it in the Premier League, but like his boss. And just a little insight after the game, well, next, it was actually two days later because Derby got home at quarter past three in the morning, um, which is a little insight oh, in my seems, world of going That seems to rather late. Oh, God, traffic's horrendous. Um, but they they were talking about, that. They, they mentioned the lads were talking about three different, three things, how phenomenal uh, Kev was, and, um, how, what a like they didn't know that about Samikas and like he was the best footballer on the pitch, they were talking about. Um, and uh, how quick Doak is Doak, 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 Bork, yeah, whatever Doak. his name is. Yeah, yeah,
2: yes, he did look lively, I have to say. The young boy, the young, young Celtic, we, we got him from Celtic, didn't we? So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, some definitely some definite positives there. But, um, if you, unless you've got anything else burning to say, should we move on to Southampton?
0: Yeah, no, that's
2: boring. Yeah, yeah. Southampton is. <laughs> so, um, Southampton new manager Nathan Jones. I remember
0: him in mean, that was a song back
2: in the the eighties. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: but yeah, that's, that's for literally nobody that remembers, uh, nobody's listening can remember that. It's
2: no, banana armor, banana armor. Nathan Jones, you've been gone too long. Anyway, that's showing our age. Uh, but yes, um, his debut for Southampton, um, and he um, interestingly, so he goes in with a three at the back.
0: And more interestingly, I think is that uh, we have we have gone back to playing a proper three. We've gone back to our old school. This is the rever- re- rehearsed stuff we've talked about four three three. And yeah. and you Everyone, were, yeah. were the biggest um, probably the you were the one that was most critical of any opposition playing three at the back against us. Yes, kind and it, and it kind of it was a. It, it would fulfilled that prediction, didn't it? it? It kind of manifested in this game that stuff that we used to be brilliant at, and it kind of looked like it in this game. I thought they got a little bit caught out their fullbacks of of who they're supposed to pick up at which time and that mm. kind of stuff. So uh, it was it was pleasing on the eye.
2: Yes. Um. Did you see many? So actually, let's do our lineup per site. Um. It was pretty much one change from the previous league game which yeah um, i don't
0: i I count changes but i don't count changes from like the caribbean because it's pointless so there was one change yeah we got seven injuries one change 68 minutes but
2: canati wasn't injured was he because he's gone over to the world cup with france right
0: yeah it was just took a day right okay i'm fairly sure henderson was the same
2: right so he let them just give them the time off so they can get ready for the world cup with their countries
0: yeah, and and just <clears throat> like the chances of them getting injured, just take that away by we're probably not going to play here, So, yeah, I, th- I think Klopp t- taken into taken into account that players are, are humans and the important things are at foot.
2: Yeah, and um, one, uh, one, one thing I noticed about the Southampton uh, Southampton team it was the first game Anfield, the, the transfer that never was or the ones that you know there, there was rumors in. 2021 season um, with the centre back crisis that we were trying to buy uh, Kala- Chalatasar from. You uh, know, he's now at Southampton and he's not going to the World Cup with Croatia. Um, and I put it to you, say that he wasn't actually very good. I've <laughs> uh,
0: just noticed that. I, I, it remind you saying that. I just saw him on the screen and went, oh my god, I'd seen that name before. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. He was at he Marseille right and we good. were
2: and we were trying to get him and you know. And, if we... Yeah, he was
0: one of Dave's favourites, wasn't he?
2: Yeah, if if but if we'd have got him, would we have signed Canate? That's the question. Would we have mm-hmm. Canate with us? probably you know because if we'd already signed the player, and anyway, it is what it is. But yeah, I don't think he was very good, was he? But I mean, it it was the whole Saint system. It was it, it,
0: until they went for until they went for at the back, it didn't really suit them at all, did it? No, they were very much caught in between. Uh, but on top of that, like Nunez was phenomenal. First half, in his yeah. Chaos producing. Yeah. Um and we played really well. Like we're at a number show and uh, yes. doing the numbers thing. Do you want to do match stuff? before uh, yep. I delve into XG
2: chain. Yeah, us just I've got the summary from Rosie, even though he's not he's just he's prepped it for us anyway. So um on the on the non penalty XG it was on the average of the models, it was two point eight for us and one point three for Southampton. Um, so a difference of 1.5 in any match is, is pretty strong um, the average shot quality was high for both teams 0.18 for us, 0.15 for them uh, was at that, 0.18 is almost double the league average shot quality 15 shots to 9 uh, shots on target, 7 to 5 um, and then shots in the box, 13 to 9 uh, and the big chances, 6 to 3 that's. I mean, three is too many. Six in attack is 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 phenomenal. And then the penalty box touches uh, just twenty eight for us, which is one of the lowest of the whole season. Um, and uh, and twenty one for Southampton. So, say over to you.
0: Yeah, just like two of the big things that changed in this game was the I thought te- just remove the individual talent that sometimes it fires and sometimes it doesn't up front. Um, is that we were utilising our fallbacks uh, in a much more attacking way than we had, and they were being. I think the last couple of games, Robo and even Trent. Uh, so, looking from an XG perspective, an XG chain, an XG bill, both of them were um, have have gone up considerably um, in in recent times from from what they've been at this season. Like Trent is is knocking around XG chain. Uh, of average one point of point five one, and yep. he he averaged 0. 0.69 last season. Yeah, um, and Robbo's is 0. 0.4. Um, but he's had three games in a row above that.
2: Yeah, and he's, he's there's no question that Robbo's in good form.
0: Yeah, and and having that it just changes changes everything. They're both involved in that stuff. Uh, from an attacking perspective, chance creation, yeah. getting into the box, and and when they're threats, that's up are And having Thiago in the team, but when we've been reliant on having Thiago in the team and a little bit of hoping that Harvey would do something, but having those two as actual threats, it just changes the game entirely for us. And when you got three, when they're playing, it's five at the back. You have to um, wait for moments where you're rotating the ball through midfield, drag one of the um, midfielders a bit, a little bit more central, which leads uh, to an overload. There's usually uh, one of the forwards and one of the fullbacks um, wide, uh, which leaves the fullback deciding on whether to come for a forward or not, or whether to stick for the fullback. And then we were just, we were waiting for that moment and then we were slipping the ball in.
1: And a license with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to AnfieldIndex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index.
2: Yeah. Um I thought the I thought, like you said, the fullback play was particularly reminiscent of going back to Previous seasons and stuff. Um, do you have, what, to what to what extent did you see the um, the funky variations, right side variations that we've we've seen so much this season? Side. So, to what extent did you see them in this game? And to what extent did we see the maybe the more the lessons learned from the the four four two period? What was your views on that?
0: Oh, I think I think Mo's role has just changed. He's still playing much more of a of a forward. His involvement in build up is almost gone completely. Mm. And early in the season, he was really prevalent in build up phase, mm. um, and sometimes in in like I think at game week ten, he had the most chances created in Europe. Yeah. Um. And then he has ba- basically not made a chance since because no one's passing him the ball until he gets inside the box to have a shot. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I feel I like somewhere in between those two is better for the team, but currently it's doing
2: great. And um Trent did get into a few, you know, the eight, the advanced eight and even the 10 position a couple of times, but did you think he was again, more stay at home?
0: In, in yeah, this match? Oh, oh, definitely. So one of the things that I've just run is, um, you know, my possession control stat. Yeah, um, and last season, um, Trent, who is a high risk, high reward kind of passer, and he's not the you typically he's not the highest volume um, retriever of possession through aerial jewels, through tackles, through recoveries, interceptions, all that stuff. He's not. Um, he's a he's an in possession kind of guy, isn't he? He he yeah. receives more of his passes, so. Um, Trent typically receives more than 90% of his touches through a pass. Right. And in the last 10 games he's received more than he's more than 40% of his touches are through some kind of possession retrieval himself which is very very new. Wow. Um but yeah. possession control so uh, his possession control last season was minus 17. And in the last ten games, um, he is a minus six, and he's had positive possession control three times. He is basically he's turning into Ginny from the back with a mm. little bit of ex, a little bit of expanded passes. And on the other side, we're we're actually taking more risks down the other side. Um, so this season, the fullbacks on on the left side have a possession control of minus one ninety five, and and Trent has a minus, has a minus one fifty eight. So they're giving the ball away way more down down the left hand side and re- recovering it less. And Trent is more, but in the last ten games, that's been um, more extreme. That whereas Trent is as a positive possession control in three games and he's under minus 5 in 7 of his last 10 that the other the other side have had a minus possession control of minus 15 or or more yeah. in 7 of the last 10 games so okay. that's a lot of words but um i think we're giving a lot more risk down that side and Trent has been a lot more safe yes because if you've got if you think of them as units you've got Tiago in front who has the best possession control in the team. In, yes. in, so he he gets the um dictate what's risk down that side. And on the right hand side there is Harvey, who has really low possession control as well. And so you gotta you can't have the whole of one side losing the ball all the time.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, nice. Um now one thing I did want to talk about um in terms of the funky variations. We we, we spent so much of this time this season talking about Harvey Elliott, uh, and I've shared a couple of um, images with you in in the, uh, in, the in the chat. Si. Um Elliott for this game, and then also this is well, this is on the pressing data uh, collected by Gags, by the way, in this match, uh, and then also on Elliott for the season. I'll probably be putting these out from the account and also in the um, the Discord and pressure group as well afterwards as well. And I think the penny the penny is dropped in terms of Elliot's off ball work, at least um, because he is, he, he's playing much more uh, tight as to the touchline and deeper uh, in, you know, towards our goal um, than before when, you know, when he was at the right eight before the four four two changes, he was, he was almost, he was very aggressive, very high, um, often a lot in field as well. Um, but, since since that Rangers game, which is um, I think it's I think it's eleven matches now, something like that, twelve matches. Um, yeah, he's very very tight. There's very little out. If you if you think between the um, the, the the right edge of the penalty box and the right touch line, ninety five percent ninety percent of all Harvey's presses are in that 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 strip of the pitch outside the perimeter of the penalty box. Um, and there's very little past the opposition D. So whereas previously there was a lot in field, you know, round the opposition box, even inside the opposition penalty box. And I, I think Kim um, side that it just looks to me that that's a nice visually way, visual way of showing how Elliot has been instructed to maybe not be so kamikaze with his, um, you know, it's just his, a you know, a focusing on attack at the expense of defense. And over the season, he
0: definitely is showing a more defensive side to his game. Makes yeah? makes a ton of sense. And I actually think that I think both the things we've just talked about are aren't a coincidence. Yeah. I think one leads to the other. Yeah. So Harvey's having to chase less because And, Mo, and Mo's role less. as well. The other
2: was the other thing. They're yeah. all interlinked.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 Exactly. So so it it just goes to um we have more control in and out of possession and we're making starting to make more smart choices. Yeah. So yeah. teamwork's working. It's getting better. For sure. It looks like it as well, doesn't it? From not just from a statistic statistical <laughs> perspective. It looks like it's starting to work a little bit. We're still giving up too many big chances.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And um, but we do have the world's greatest ever goalkeeper, which we'll come on to. <laughs> thank thank goodness. Um sorry, Darwin Nunes, um I'm going to say, put it to you that it was his best 45 minutes in a, Le- in a Liverpool shirt, first half.
0: Yeah, I'd say. I, I've only watched it in retrospect, so I knew what had happened before I saw it for the first yeah. time. But for sure, like to start the game. To be fair, we got a free kick. We got a set piece goal, um, yes. which had yeah. no- which had a little bit Sanders. of luck in our favour. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it gets us underway, and then it it creates. It creates a little bit of nerves in their ranks and allowed a little bit of chaos for the master of chaos.
2: Just just on the set plays, by the way, um, did you know that we don't have the most shots from set plays in the Premier League this season? Seriously? We have the second. Do you want to have a guess who's got more? Mm, Arsenal. No, Newcastle. Oh, I knew
0: that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Newcastle, 78 shots from set plays. Uh, We've got 69. Then it's City with 59. I meant I meant to look it up earlier because I just uh, infuriated by fifty p head. Um, <laughs> I, what um, like what percentage? I would wonder where we rank the difference we rank in shots on target as opposed to just shots.
2: Yeah, um, and if you want to measure corners, right, the actual delivery from a corner to getting a shot away, so a corner conversion, right. Um F- Fulham convert with thirty thirty their top, believe it or not. Thirty five point eight percent of the corners are converted. Um Newcastle are second. That's gonna 34. go down soon. Yeah. F- F- Newcastle um thirty four point three, they're second, and then we're third in the league with level with Brentford thirty two point four percent. So we connect we, we do we do get 80, a lot of shots from it, don't we? We connect with a third of our corners with the delivery. Crazy. Yeah.
0: What one of the huge thing factors in this game um, is that that we had with our first eight shots, we hit the target with seven. Yeah, and that's that's just massive. Early in the season, we were <clears throat> missing with the first ten shots.
2: Yeah. Um, should we talk about the Southampton equaliser quickly before we talk about Darwin? Um, I mean, as harsh as it sounds, um, it's a mistake, isn't it, from Ali? He came and then he just yeah he could he could realised he couldn't get there and and then
0: he was stranded yeah maybe I think it's harsh I think I think <laughs> Prouse is absolutely brilliant he is and brilliant. he was a beautiful fizzed in free kick yeah. I think that Bobby had a little bit of luck for the goal it was great that he got a header off but the keeper should have thrown his hat on it and then Bobby gave away the free kick and then Bobby let his man run mm. and who scored from it like if you have to pick on the best goalie in the world for not being the best goalie in the world for one second maybe I, I honestly didn't see it as a mistake I okay think he should have. he should never have been unmarked and Bobby Bobby was hugging him at one point and then he stood outside the box and watched him run into it <laughs> yeah and and it looked I thought from there um When we saw the uh, clips of the goal, which, because I hadn't seen, obviously, I I came back and saw them at halftime, just the highlights of the goal. I thought it was Virgil's man because Virgil was near him, but he wasn't at all. Bobby was literally had two hands around him. It was Bobby's man. And he just, he stood and actually stepped up outside the box. And then Shea Adams just jogged into the box and got the header off. So that would, that would be the defensive mistake in that. But I get what you're saying. Like from a, from a, if, if you looked at where the ball got headed, that you'd expect the keeper to come for that. But it's really hard when the ball the, is... Yeah, is,
2: the, the the delivery was top quality, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: When it's whizzed in towards the goalkeeper that way, it's yeah. really hard for the goalie to judge. Like, you will of often hear, because you like baseball as well, yeah. um, that the hardest ball to catch from an outfielder is one that's hit, hit directly at them.
2: Right. It will have movement on it, yeah.
0: Oh, not just that, it's just that it's really hard to see depth perception, right? So, when it's up in the air or it's to the side, one way or the other, you've got like a 3D uh perception of where it's going to land, okay? But when it's at you, it's really really hard to judge how fast it's coming. Oh, okay, it's interesting. Um, so
2: they get back in the game one-one, um, but like you said, then pretty much for the rest of the half, we play some pretty nice stuff, um, and one thing that um, I thought was particularly encouraging. Looking at the numbers, is that um, Darwin Nunez is actually the second top presser in the team. I mean, we didn't who, who had that pegged after his first three or four appearances. so you just basically remember you used to talk about his egregious jogging, <laughs> and, and, uh, but now here he is. He's the second highest presser in the team. Maybe he um, got fitter. Yeah, maybe he got fitter. Maybe, maybe, I know. I just thought, you know, we, the last game we took last pod we talked about. Um, you know, it's his best game as part of a system, as part of the four three, three. And I thought this was better again. This this half was better again as part of a four-three three. Yeah. I mean the, the ball he puts in
0: for Salah for that, for the for the Salah big chance, that was a phenomenal ball in. It was unbelievable. But also he's making I I know you loved how he was moving in the game. Yeah, and before you talked about his movement, right? Yeah. And and I thought he was fast and I thought he made some bad runs. Um, but they're definitely coming. In. He's he's making uh, runs that uh, align with our system now. So the other the other boys know where he's going to go because he's running where you'd expect. And, and uh, to be honest, he's running where you'd expect Manet to run. Hmm. Hmm. Um, sign me up for that because he can actually do it faster than Manet now.
2: Oh, for sure. I mean, there was, did you see that? Um, did you see it for the? I think it was for the Firmino big chance. Um, he, he was basically about. 10 yards outside our D, and he overtook the whole, you know, <laughs> about 15 players. It's the pace of
0: him when he starts moving is just unreal. Really, and it's not even just that, right? Because you'd expect a big, tall lad yeah. that is fast to be to be the fastest in the team, to, to be at his best over uh, over 30 metres, beyond yeah. 30 metres. So in a big, full-pitch transition, the fast lad, Virgil, is going to catch you, yeah. right? Yeah. But I think a better example is uh, in his second goal, where Mo would have almost was was questioning whether to rip his throat out or not. Yeah, they were queuing and, up to it. They were que- they were basically queuing up to score, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Not, but yeah. he was outside the box, and so he was he was about ten yards behind, deeper than Mo when Robbo made connection to the ball, and he was ahead of him. Are you saying this- he's
2: got? Are you saying he's got the he's got the top speed over the long distance, but he's also got the off the mark speed as well? He's faster than Mo. Wow. Unreal. Yeah, like we said, rough diamond side, but there's definitely, there's definitely really positive signs there, isn't there? Yeah, really? yeah
0: for sure. There, there were bits in this game where, where he looked like a cart horse almost. The, yeah. the ball was bouncing off him, but he's so fast to go and chase it and get it back again. Yeah. And then and then he looks, he does some other utterly brilliant stuff. Back heel for Bobby's chance. Yeah. This just, that was brilliant. I want to see that stuff. He looked... He looked like a, a killer in this game and sign me up for that. Um, I, I really like how he and Mo seem to like each other too, because yeah. they're both, they're going to take goals off each other. Yeah. And and that's a big deal. If we can get Mo setting Darwin up too, back to setting Darwin up, so they're going to take it in turns over who's highest up the pitch. Yeah. I think that's the best thing for Liverpool. And I think that might come with a different centre forward. Yeah.
2: Did you see the um, photos on the LFC main account today? and sitting with him sitting with Suarez on the team on the Uruguay team bus. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was Darwin and Suarez
0: together. Yeah, they going to win the World Cup. Imagine that. I know. Imagine um, how sick Ronaldo would be. <laughs> I'd sign
2: sign up for that. Hey, um did now I've already put it out from the from the end pressure Twitter account, but did you see the uh the latest installment of the Darwin Nunes
0: performance tracker? Uh, i've not i've barely seen the internet today
2: <laughs> no this was um, i put it out a few days ago anyway but yeah he's now he's now bang on his um, expected goals he's nine goals from 9.03 in all competitions only still only 945 minutes played in a liverpool jersey which is wow. which is which is nothing uh, he's still he's he's still averaging six shots per game even now uh and his xg per 90 is about 0.87 per 90 minutes this is all on the opta model um, and he's 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 up at forty six percent shot accuracy, and he's above he's just over fourteen point eight percent shot conversion now. So that is actually in all these numbers we, we we're tracking them against Harry Kane, and Harry Kane's five year average for Tottenham, and he's basically outperforming Kane on every single shooting metric now: goal sh- goal shots, xG, shot accuracy, and shot conversion, which is nice. which is. Which is pretty phenomenal, really, considering he's got 945 minutes. So
0: It's nothing, is it? Yeah, it's nothing. But it also is. That's the difference. Is it is nothing Harry Hurricane's done it for five years. Yeah, true. We're yeah. projecting on this. The, who was the the uh, Spanish fella that played for Dortmund that had ten goals in the first three weeks, and then you, I don't. Nobody remembers his name anymore. Alcazar? Yeah. Alcar Alcaraz. Yeah. Alcaraz. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a guy, all yeah. know. But yeah, he, he went to Dortmund, he scored. Alcacer. I think he scored with his first 11 shots. Pa- Paco Alcacer. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm not suggesting he's that at all, I'm, but but extrapolating on 900 minutes is, yeah. is probably not appropriate for an, an analyst, though I think he might actually get better than that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because the team has been for a very rough,
0: and he he doesn't zone, yeah. he doesn't look controlled in the way you would expect. He doesn't look in form. He looks chaotic, and I think he's going to calm down. And if he calms down, you would expect him to improve. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Two point. He got he, he improved. Well, in this game, uh, he's had three games where his XG his post shot XG is lower than his XG. Yeah. And in this game is this game his post shot was two point two two from one point one four. Yeah. He's actually if he t- improves if he improves his post shot that's all he can ask from for a forward
2: yeah exactly and he's he's actually two goals under his post shot xg um which and um, because and his his post shot xg is 11 of um, the season is 11.3 and his xg is 9 uh, and which means that the keepers have made some pretty damn good saves against them as well which we know because yeah. we've watched the games um yeah and they're going to stop making those at some point
0: yeah um, <clears throat> in, in this in this game we had like uh, six big we had six, six. big chances four big yeah. chances created uh Mo had a phenomenal save from a great big chance from the Nunes Nunes created two big chances had three big chances himself yeah Bobby missed a big chance Mo yeah. missed two big chances one of which I'm not convinced about but as a big chance but uh but the one Darwin we talked about it in the chat but um and the problem was that in the graphic on the app um we had a darwin goal i think was right on top of the same location Yeah. so you couldn't tap the under uh, the shot underneath the oh like for, that yeah
2: we talk about fotmop here yeah and we yeah yeah so um i um i've got an i have got an answer for you because i've uh, i remembered the conversation i had with opta at the start of the season about their new model i was messaging peter McKeever at opta oh yeah and um so Opter, opta's no opta remember opta taken over um fb ref um as a data provider and all the data for for for, uh, for fb ref plus fotmob mob plus fantasy football scout and um, plus most other apps like um, sofa score all comes from opta and their the new xg model is all based off tracking data which is basically cameras fixed cameras around the ground now say si, we had we had a, we had a Bates saying, well, okay, so the, the the Mo chance was 19%, the Bobby chance was 17%. Why were they big chances, right? And the answer is, is because on both of them, the keeper was in very close proximity to the shot at the point the shot was taken. And what Ops have said in their, with their new tracking data is, that is a critical piece of information in terms of suppressing how often the chances scored. So that's why if the keeper put been another meter or two deep meters away from mo it would have probably gone up to a 0. 0.4 chance instead of a 0.
0: 0.19 right makes sense yeah but they give it a big chance
2: yeah but that's that's the analyst basically but then right, the, if I you see. want the real but overall the whole season opta's new model of goals versus xg for the whole league is pretty
0: much bang on so okay yeah so That's cool. What one of those big one of those big chances? That's really interesting. Um, I saw on the highlights. Um, there was a big chance, but uh, Mo, oh, it was blocked just off the line. It was going. He reversed it into the far corner. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was a lovely finish, but there were six players in front of him. Yeah. I yeah. don't know how that's a big chance. Yeah,
2: exactly. So yeah, so very important. Next time you see it, and you think of what's going on. Uh, anybody listening proximity of the keeper to the shooter very very important in suppressing xg values anyway there's your stats there's your, there's your nerdy bit for the show uh, <laughs> right should we talk about the southampton changes uh um and si? um, that was the next big event in the match we go in three and one up um and 59 minutes they make a triple sub
0: uh yeah thankfully uh and it's it it, it worked for them a little bit didn't it, it made the game exciting because it wasn't particularly in the second half um what is the guy called? They took so, off they took off one of the they took they took off
2: Kalatasar, one of the centre backs, and yeah. they brought on Walcott, Adozi, and Maitland Niles,
0: basically three forwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Maitland Niles usually plays fullback, doesn't he? Uh, oh sorry, Maitland Niles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 Um and uh the Theo Theo Mumra Walcott, who might be <laughs> seven hundred and fifteen.
2: <laughs> yeah, but they go four, two, three, one, right? Pretty much?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um and they start to build some chances, don't they? Yeah. Uh, which so, which leads into the greatest goalkeeper in the world talk. Absolutely. Um so three they say three <laughs> he say three big chances. They created three big chances yeah. because we didn't defend very well. Um and one of which, one of the saves was two two of the saves are very Ali saves. Yeah. That he is um, he does Peter Schmeichel better than Peter Schmeichel. Yeah. And then the third save was unbelievable. It was just a brilliant save.
2: Like oh, well, full. The, the header from Che head Adams. Yeah. Yeah, that was astonishing. That was that was an amazing save. Because he was like um, about four meters out.
0: Yeah. You're right. It was about maybe, maybe even less. It was it was a phenomenal reaction save, full extension, push the ball away. Yeah. But that, I didn't like how they kept cutting through us, to be fair. They, they, uh, they're, they're changed to make the three alongside, uh, getting around fab um it kind of worked and we uh quickly we we switched Harvey off at that point for Milner yeah um and then Ox came on a little bit afterwards for Bob didn't he yeah um and, and then Milner was chasing ch- ch- Milner just comes on and wants to make tackles all the time and and I think he's a little bit proactive sometimes you know that that whole let's use your experience come on and settle the game down it's yeah. not in his nature to settle the game down yeah and sometimes you just need a body to block spaces.
2: Yeah, he came on after the first two of those big chances. Milner came on after the the, the first two had already happened. We spent a whole pod about three three pod three episodes ago talking about the Bermuda Triangle, we called it, on the right yeah, side, yeah, right yeah. our right defensive half space. And the first two uh, Saints chances come right through that space yet again. El Uniti then gets closed down on the angle. And then, in you know, Harvey Slipped Elliott... in. Yeah, and then the second one, Harvey Elliott just doesn't track the runner, does he? And then Gomez is flat-footed.
0: Yeah. Uh, Gomez comes out for what? Comes out to press a pass, doesn't he? And he gets passed around. Yeah. Yeah. You need teamwork in that part. Like, at some point, Virgil's got to come across, or Trent's got to come across, or or Fab's got to be deeper, and Thiago's going to be tucked in a bit more. But the bottom line is they gambled so that they put four forwards against us. And we very often had three at the back still, yeah we need to find we definitely need to find a way of of closing games out the thing we were brilliant at for three years yeah three one should be <clears> enough we don't we stop going looking for goals, and we can just turn the game into a boring game where which is how city manage to play all the same players over and over again. Like we talked a couple of weeks ago that their players have all played more than ours have in the last three years. Yeah. But the nature of their minutes are much less stressful. Because yeah. they're 'cause half of their games are already won. So they're just jogging around. Yeah. And ours are playing with their hair on fire because they're 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 trying desperately to save a game or to win a game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, did we win the running? Say si? uh, we. It was one hundred and six point two to one hundred and six point five. That's total distance. Yeah, yeah. And total got, distance, uh, and uh, we were eight hundred and sixty and seven hundred and ninety high speed. So we were just slightly higher than them with high speed running, but it's not very high.
2: Yeah, still low, and it that'll fit in quite in the middle of all those numbers we gave you a few weeks back when we when we talked about our decline versus our peak.
0: Numbers. I should probably make a little blog about that or something. So whatever. Some I'm sure Eddie would... would
2: be delighted if you could do something for Anfieldindex.com.
0: Yeah. Just so we've got it on, like, yeah. as a point of reference. Yeah,
2: absolutely. It's always good to get out there, definitely. Um. So one thing I, I looked at, we'll leave Ali to the end because we'll, yeah, he's, he's probably going to go and win the World Cup now, isn't he, with Brazil as well? Uh, oh, by the way, what did you think of? Not non stats question. What did you think of clean shaven Ali? He's a handsome
0: bastard, isn't he? He is a handsome bastard. He has everything, doesn't he? No. But he loves God. So, yeah. No, he's not having that much fun.
2: <laughs> I don't know. He seems very happy with his family. Anyway. <laughs> right. Um, I looked at, uh, there was a question on the Under Pressure Discord group, I can't remember who from, about mm. do our performance metrics mirror the drop-off in physical metrics? You know, because it's visible, we can see the drop-off of the team after the, you know in terms of the energy of the team. Uh, and um, yes, and the answer is emphatically yes. There is a massive difference between our uh, performance data, first half versus second half. So I have some numbers. I will post these in the chat as well. Um, we are. Did you see these? Side, by the way, when I shared them the other day, you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, they're pretty stark, aren't they? They are. So the attack. Wait, can um, I just can I just add
0: from a performance perspective? We t- we um, it's very common to have uh, an eight between an eight and a fifteen percent uh, uh, physical performance drop. Between uh, first half and second half numbers, and um, yeah, eight, between eight and fifteen, and this season we've got twenty two. Ooh,
2: ooh! So twenty two—that's that's the distance sprints, high speed, yeah.
0: Uh, that's high speed sprints. I yeah. didn't look at the distance between. Yeah, that's that's quite a big drop. Yeah, there's a big easy. drop. So we're much we, we're running a lot more in the first half, but still not as much as we had been over the previous five years. But the second half is almost half a second half. So Yikes. so if I, I uh, without looking at this we're talking specifics, but if we if we did 110 sprints in the second half, we're around 63.
3: Hello, I'm here to annoy you. wow Wow, that's
2: yeah that's that's a big deal right um in the performance metrics um the attack is most the good news is that the attack is mostly mostly consistent um there is a small drop in the first half of shots and XG but only eighteen percent seasons versus last season so 14 point4 shots that this season versus 17 point Six last season. XG, 1.95 first half versus 2.39 last season. So, otherwise, the second half XG, second half shots and the XG per shot, the shot quality, pretty much identical. Um, so, not too much to worry about with the attack. Uh, all the problems are on the defensive side. It's not the first time we've said that this season. So, um, the, the shots conceded in the first half, not a huge problem. 8.5 versus 7.1. So not a massive change. The biggest problem we've had in the first half has been, we you know the number of times we can see the first goal, opponents are con- scoring with 23% of their shots in the first 20 minutes of matches. That's just ridiculous this season. Wow. Yeah, that is it's really bad. Um, <clears throat> so second half, uh, we last season we were 7.9 shots and now it's now up 10.6 in the second half so um xg last season were was very consistent it was point nine in the first half point eight in the second half that's really good really any anytime your xG is less than one per ninety minutes you're good and if you can get down to point eight you're elite and so we had we had elite numbers there in the second half last season this season one point three xg per ninety in the first half one point nine in the second half absolutely scandalous figure um I would say side 1. 1.9 1. 9 xG per ninety conceded, borderline
0: relegation form. That's awful, yeah, yeah. and so 80... in my in my chart uh, that I track, uh, my colouring highlights, my conditional <laughs> highlights would be uh, that for Liverpool one is uh, X, it, it gets a green. Anything under one, uh, and anything of uh, anything above one point three five gets a red. Yeah.
2: And this is one point nine second half this season. Shocker. And and the average shot quality, eighteen percent in the second half this season. Last season, ten percent. Which wow. is fine. That's 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 right in the middle of you know the league norms. And this was last season with with the with the so-called high line and all the problems that we were getting shredded. You know, oh to be there again. But yeah. And yeah. and uh, and in terms of the overall picture, the expected goal difference, last season, first half one point four eight per ninety. Second half one point six one. This season, 0.67 first half, and 0.46 second half. Not even half, you know, half an XG per match in the in the second half. That is not good enough. That's not going to win you many games. No. You need to you need to be getting expect that expected goal difference above one per match. Otherwise you're leaving too much to chance. So yes, lots and lots the tale of woe, first half, versus second half. So I um we've mentioned this a number of times. We went to the World Cup now. Do you think there's any possibility that this first half versus second half, the physical declines, can be fixed
0: after the World Cup when we come back? Yeah. Well, I, I think we've got four weeks of training basically, so uh, I don't know what they're doing from a rest. I think might there might some a couple of them might have a week off or something to recover from some whatever bumps. But there's going to, to be at least fourteen, fifteen players there, right? Plus the kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the idea the idea would be to come back fresh. And peaking for the second half of the season, yeah. so throw away the strategies that they've had for the first. This is new. Let's go fresh. Yeah. Can I? Can I just while you're talking first and second half, right? For, um, the last season, um, the we gave up sixteen point eight xg in the second half of games in the in whole the season. Se- yeah. In the whole season, and this season we've given up fifteen point four already fucking hell. fucking hell it's so bad that is
3: astonishing <laughs> I mean, <isn't> it? <laughs> we have <laughs> <It's
2: awful. laughs> we we've we've played what thirty five percent of the season
0: yeah shocking thirty five percent of the season we've and we've already given up eighty eight percent of the x g against right um and we fixed it second so, half. Let's finish on a high. <laughs> this is all about second <laughs> halves.
2: Let's finish on a high. Uh, the holy goalie, Alison Becker, AB1. Uh, G- tie tribute time. Um, he, she's, I think you said that he was the, the best goalkeeper you've ever seen.
0: Yeah. I, not, I, even the, I, not even I, the
2: best I, Liverpool goalkeeper now.
0: Well, right. So I've been, I've been down this, this rabbit hole with people on Twitter and, and coaches in real life. Um, the, Whatever goal you're watching now, they are better than Southall in 1986. Yeah. The, they just jump higher, jump faster, get back off the floor faster, kick the ball harder, have better reflexes than just from a physiological standpoint. That you can talk about talent. Take Dalgleish out of 1978 and give him give him 15 years of strength and conditioning that he would have had if he was a player now. That's a completely different debate. But I, I didn't see um, Southall or Shilton or Pat Jennings at, Ray at having had 20. Yeah, Ray Clements having had 20 years of good S&C and eating right and sleeping well. So so. That debate is off. Off the
2: counterpoint, though. One quick counterpoint is, though, is that Ray Clemens didn't even wear goalie gloves. They hadn't even they hadn't even started coming to fashion when he started he was in goal for Liverpool. And also, players could they would be absolutely twatted <laughs> on high balls sure. in the penalty area. There were yep. the, the amount of game. fouls, that, the amount of fouls they had to endure and suffer, the amount of physical. Yeah,
0: but a lot they also. They also had a ball that travelled slower. True. They, they, their conditions for them were harder, but they had a ball that travelled slower. They could pick the ball up and waste tr- like twenty eight minutes out of a game because they picked the ball up and put it back down again. Um, but I'm <laughs> yeah, just talking. True, yeah. I'm purely talking about their ability from the middle of the goal to yeah. defend the posts.
2: Oh yeah, the the reach, yeah, and the athleticism. Yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah that's all yeah. so
0: any the worst goal in the league now is better than the best goal in 1990 I get into the corner of the goal yeah that's all and Ali is the best of those
2: and that was Shilton's biggest thing that was what he was always better at than everybody else at the time yeah
0: yeah uh, so at what what I see in Ali is he the the best I'd ever seen at coming out and nullifying one-on-ones um, I thought Schmeichel, like, redefined how people did that.
2: The starfish.
0: Yeah, the starfish. But he was so aggressive at doing it. He would come early and he, was, yeah. and he would stay big longer than anybody else. Yeah. And Ali does that, but he also adds... He actually moves to the direct. He reads where the players putting the ball, and he moves his hand or his leg to it as well. He's yeah. not just coming out to block. He's actively making a save of foot. Away. And it's like
2: a, it's like all four limbs move independently, like at each one as well. It's incredible, isn't it? He can yeah. move his left hand and his right hand and his left foot and his right all at the same
0: time from signals from his brain. It's like incredible. Yeah, he reads biomechanics better than any goalie <laughs> I I know. Yeah. And that is that is huge. It, I, I talk to tennis players about it. At what point do you move? Like watching. So so we'll do this little drill where where uh, um, we're watching somebody else play to uh, to uh, two, uh, two players play, and I'll say you have to move in the direction that you would if you were the receiving player. At what point? And they will tell me when they're going to hit them. They they tell me they will move when um, basically when the ball hits the racket of the opposition. But in fact they're actually moving about two metres before the ball hits the racket. And the better they, better the player they are, they're moving maybe five or even eight metres before the ball touches their opponent's racket. And Ali is like, if that's tennis, he is, he is moving. He, he knows where the ball's going to go by the time he's hit the shot himself. Yeah. He's read exactly the body position of, of the striker. He knows exactly the direction that he's going to try to make that shot. And he's already blocking it.
2: Yeah. And I remember the um the video that the, the LFC account put out, I think it was before the season where we had all the injuries, um 2021. Um and it was the standing the standing vertical jump test. So that's that's like an S and C test, is it? How good yeah, is your yeah, standard? yeah. It's a baseline S yeah, and S&C test. Yeah, and, and Ali won it for the team. <laughs> okay, wow. So I guess that's a I guess that's a point of um, you know, the goalie winning it over say Virgil, you
0: know. Oh, that's you. no, no, no. So a vertical leap has got nothing to do with height. It's it's how far no. you're displacing your mass off the floor.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. It's not, it's not. It's not how how you get. It's how how you get off the floor. But yeah, the vertical leap challenge. Yeah, he beat verge which um, all I was saying was that you know it's. Yeah, that's surprising,
0: isn't that's, it? That's huge, but it would typically even—I I would have put my money on Mane. Oh well, because vertical leap usually comes with speed, so right. quick guys usually jump highest. Yeah, so it's, that's remarkable that he can get there because that means how that—that that shows how twitchy he is. That he's fast. Yeah, he's unbelievably athletic. He's just, but numbers-wise, <clears throat> he's just the best goalkeeper that we've ever seen. Yeah. Did, what was the over five years that he's got the best save save he's got the best big chance save percentage in the world uh, in yeah four of them and the one that he didn't was the season that we won the league and he <laughs> would have if we hadn't have won the league and they were pissed for six weeks yeah, essentially yeah
2: so um um, we always talk about big chances and very nicely there's a website which we subscribe to called Fantasy Football Scout and they let you do all fancy stuff with up to data. And one of the things that's emerged on Fantasy Football Scout last um, year or so is big saves. So it's basically big chances from the goalkeeper's perspective and it goes back to 2018-19. And um, we always talk about how important big chances are because like 60% of all the goals scored in the Premier League are big chances uh, and they're scored at an average rate of 38%. Um, so it doesn't give much opportunity for being saved. So um but Alison Becker has got um four of the top five big chance save percentage rates of um the last five seasons. Only only the only keeper who breaks his monopoly on the top is Matt Ryan, uh who was at Brighton in 2019-20. So Ali's best season, you may be surprised to learn, was the um was the twenty twenty one injury season. And he saved two thirds, sixty-seven percent of all the big chances the opposition had. Um so massive factor in us getting Champions League that season. His second best season was is it was his first full one, eighteen nineteen. Uh he only faced twenty five all season, which is a very low number. Uh say fourteen of them. Uh, so, sorry. These are the on-target big chances, big charge, big chances which miss the target aren't in this. So this is on top, big chances on target. So fourteen out of twenty-five that season, fifty-six. That's the second best figure seen by any any Premier League goalkeeper in this pit. Then Matt Ryan's season, he got fifteen. He's got fifty-five. Uh, and then this season, I'm oh, sorry, last season, Ali was fifteen of twenty-eight. So that's fifty-four percent. And this season, he's sixteen of thirty. Which is fifty-three. So it's very difficult for a keeper, very, very rare, to get for a keeper to get over fifty percent of saving the big chances on target. The only other keepers broke the only other keepers who've broken fifty percent are Nick Pope, one season for Burnley, nineteen twenty, and Lucas Fabianski, one season for West Ham, uh, eighteen nineteen. And they got they both got fifty-one percent. So David De Gea, sorry, that should be forgotten now. The all Premier League goalkeeper average. Over five seasons is forty percent. of big chances on
0: target saved. That's your benchmark. The average goalkeeper forty percent. So what what you saying is that Ali is fifty percent better than any, than the average he's, goalkeeper. He's,
2: he, he's thirteen percentage points better. Thirteen percentage points, which is just phenomenal.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: um, Dave, David David Hay's best season was tw- his last season. It was twenty one out of fifty, which is forty two percent. So barely above league average. Edison's best season was forty seven percent. 15 out of 32, that was 19, 20 season. And Hugo Lloris, he, his best season is 48%, 19 out of 40. At their best seasons, quite often you'll see these good keepers with sub sub um, um, Premier League average numbers. Um, and when you put that all together, what does that mean? What does that tra- translate to? You may have seen what we put out from the Under Pressure Twitter account on this already. But um, when you look at big chances saved above the average Premier League goalkeeper he saved 5.2 per season the next best keeper anywhere is Dean Henderson at three wow and there's so many keep there's so many of the keepers in that list that are just literally either side a fraction either side of zero and he's he's basically five big chances per season 5 point2 more than the average goalkeeper per season, it's just phenomenal. The impact he makes—that's pretty much five goals, right? We can we can say he's worth. And this season, he's already he's already three goals above average in terms of, and that's just the Premier League. So the the the, the man is worth his weight in gold. Yep. I saw a shout from somebody from somebody saying that right now would he be the Premier? You could argue in terms of data analytics. He's the Premier League's player of the season so far. I'm not sure he's going to get that
0: title away from Haaland, but you could certainly make a damn good case for him, couldn't you? I, I, think, he's, I think he's the most valuable player this year. I think he's, he's made the biggest difference to points. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, for the rest of the season, he doesn't bear that responsibility. Well, hopefully he barely has to save any big chances after this point. Yeah, Well, we really crack down and tighten up, Say, si. Would be phenomenal, <laughs> wouldn't it? Incidentally, how good was Tiago in this game? I don't know how good was Turkey Tiago in this game. Say, si? like uh, he just—I don't know if stats even do him justice, really. Because, <laughs> or oh, just some unbelievable passes. He had five unbelievable passes, all preceded by that phenomenal shimmy thing that he does, where he sends sends the lad out for a paper, and then it's and then it's like he just pings. There was one moment where where. um he he played a pass, got it back, and uh, won it back. And as he as he won it back, he played a reverse fifty yard pass in behind. <laughs> to, to, to I don't know how he even saw Salah. Yeah, was he top for possession control again as always? In this uh, he is always top for possession control, but he didn't have a, p- a positive possession control in this game for only the second time this season. He was what? minus one.
2: That's interesting.
0: Um we, we did, one of the other things in this game is which is which is weird is that we keep losing jewels. Mm. You not find like that's un Liverpool like. We yeah. usually like in our best seasons for for four years we dominated about 64 65% yeah. ish of of jewels. We were always the most physical and we got possession back that way. Yeah. And we are currently we're currently under 50%. I think we're 47 for the season.
2: I'd love to I'd love to do a first second half split on that in particular.
0: Yeah, really that was. makes sense.
2: Yeah. Uh, although the, although saying that, there was there was the match at Old Trafford, the, ho- the horror show, in the first half, we didn't win a single tackle in the first half of that game. <laughs> so, um, um, you, Last one from me, sorry. You know, we were talking about the first, second half splits. The other one we had, you asked me to look at, was pressing.
0: Yeah.
2: And there is, again, in terms of the volume, there's a 13% reduction in pressing volume, the second half, um, was looking at 72 presses, um, per second half and 83 in the first half, so 13% of the reduction there, and also perhaps more interestingly, a 14% reduction in the amount of presses in chains.
0: So, right, that makes a ton of sense, doesn't it? It, sort of, it aligns with the physical data,
2: yeah, 51% in chains in the second half, uh, 59% in chains in the first half. So, yeah, it's um, the change is all about the teamwork and the you know, the synchronized pressing and stuff. So, yeah. Much less evidence in the in the second half.
0: Pressing without a chain is a gap.
2: Yeah, just one man. It's one man closing down, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
0: Anything else? Uh, anything else say? Do you know what? I think that's a pretty good po- hour for that for those two games. Yeah, I'm surprised we were, we managed to go this long.
2: But we will be back with other stuff during the World Cup hiatus. We'll probably have a league review. We might even do a might even do a listener questions. So
0: i might you might be planning a fatigue index? Yeah, yeah, that's good. There's definitely a fatigue index for. I think even with a couple of lads that are on camp at World Cup.
1: Oh,
2: watch this space. So, yes, you will have content. Listeners have no fear, um, no rest for the wicked here. Um, but until next time, thank you, Shay. My thank- pleasure. Thanks, Darth. And thanks, everybody, once again, for making us a bigger audience than Piers Morgan Talk TV.
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community